Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of Real Talk with Zuby is brought to you by our sponsors, OZ Lifestyle Brands. OZ Lifestyle Brands care a lot about the details. Their selection of men's accessories balance style with substance and quality and craftsmanship, showcasing both casual and classic designs. They also make shopping really easy for you. You can just go check out their website, ozlifestylebrands.com. They've got a fantastic selection of watches, wallets, t-shirts, and other accessories especially designed for men with ultra-discerning tastes. OZ is for men who have found their calling but don't feel the need to shout about it. So I recommend you go check out their full range of products over at ozlifestylebrands.com. To let them know that I sent you and to get 20% off your entire first order, just use the code ZUBYMUSIC at checkout. That is ZUBYMUSIC, Z-U-B-Y MUSIC at checkout to get 20% off your entire order at ozlifestylebrands.com. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. On today's episode, we've got on a special guest. This is Joe Hart, who is a coach to many athletes. So welcome to the show, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm all blessed, bro. I'm all good, man. I'm feeling feeling fresh as we're recording this. It's uh, it's on a Monday. I've come back from the gym not too long ago, so I am overall feeling positive and uh, ready for the week. Got to keep those gains going. Always, always. Absolutely. Best day of the week. Can't complain. Monday, yeah? Yep. Okay. The fact that you said that tells me a lot about you. Yeah. You can tell a lot by people whether they love Mondays or whether they hate them. Yeah, it's you know mon- Monday is like that's just the chance to to start fresh and uh, when you're excited about life, Monday is literally the best day. I agree with you there, my brother. So tell us why are you so excited about life? You know, uh, it's just in the past year I've changed my life um, in a lot of different ways, and I could dig into that a little bit deeper later on. But when you make some changes in your life and you consistently work towards those over 
three months, six months, a year, five years, whatever it may be, um, you realize that each day you have is a blessing and mm-hmm. you don't really want to waste any of that precious time. Because when you think about it, time's our greatest asset. We never know when it's going to end. Our life could end tomorrow, it could end next week, or it could end 100 years from now. We never mm-hmm. know. So I try to live uh, each day as if it's my last to the best of my ability. Not all days are going to be great, but I do my best to make each day great and a chance to improve myself. Awesome, man. So I want to find out a little bit more about yourself, man. So um, where are you from? Who are you? What do you do? And what has been your life story so far? Share that with the audience. Awesome. So uh, as you already said, I'm Joe. I grew up in Georgia uh, for the most part of my life. Grew up in a middle-class family. Uh, parents were divorced, I think, when I was in eighth grade. Um, not a big fan of divorce, but their divorce was probably the best version of divorce, I guess you could say. They all, they both get along really well. We all still hang out. They always live close to each other, so we spend half the time with my mom, half the time with my dad during the week. Mm-hmm. Never had to worry about switching schools or anything like that, so I was really blessed in in that way because a lot of divorces that i hear about or with athletes i coach don't always go that way Mm -hmm. so grew up i grew up playing baseball baseball was my passion for a while and when i was 16 i decided i want to get a job and uh, i know that was a little bit of a disappointment to my dad because he loved watching me play and uh but i knew that i liked baseball didn't love it anymore so i uh my first job was a janitor at a gold's gym and um worked there through through the last couple of years of high school, went off to college, University of Dayton in Ohio, go Flyers, and uh, studied exercise science there and ended up getting into cheerleading, which I thought would be the farthest thing <laughs> from from sports, what I would get into, and uh, ended up doing that for four years. Loved the idea of competition, the idea of like getting in probably one of the best shapes of my life. and my sophomore year, I started learning how to coach basic skills, tumbling skills, stunning skills. And since then, now I've, I've been coaching um, all-star cheerleading for, this will be my 11th year. Oh, wow. And, okay. Um, so that's kind of like where my life took me from college. I went back home for a year after graduating. I personal trained in Atlanta, moved to Florida and uh, personal trained there for a little bit, kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch didn't really love the personal training as much anymore mm. and uh, started bartending and serving. What, what at was a, it? What was it that you um, were not loving about it? Anything in particular? Um, I was driving, you know, 45, 50 minutes each way. And mm. when you wake up at three forty-five in the morning and then you have a client not show up and they live five minutes down the street, you know, after, after a while you, it becomes a little difficult. Um, but then I kind of felt like maybe this necessarily wasn't my calling. I did enjoy it. I liked the high energy. I liked seeing people make changes in their life. But I thought maybe this quite isn't the path God has for me. Mm. So I took a chance, moved to Florida, um, kind of start something fresh, help out my grandmother. She's from there. And um, that's where I met my wife while working at a while I was bartending at a uh, country club down there. And so um, after dating for four years, proposed luckily she said yes <laughs> and uh about a year later we got married and moved up to new jersey so i've been in new jersey for almost two years now 
and mm-hmm. been coaching up here, Cheer Force Elite. So uh, I know it's been it's been a crazy journey to think um, one little change in college uh, just by deciding to do cheerleading, which was not considered the most manliest sport. Alive. Yeah, I was going to say and, at that at that stage, what was the um, I mean, how how did that happen? So you got involved, I take it, like as a as a cheerleader. Is that right? right? How did you how did that happen? And what was the response and feedback like? They have a day um, on campus where it's like all the student organizations and clubs and community um, come out and it's a chance for you to get involved, especially for freshmen, um, a chance a lot. If a lot of them are away from home, they want something to do to keep themselves occupied. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cheerleaders that were out there looking, they always have a hard time looking for guys to get involved. Yeah. And uh, a guy on my floor sh- shot me a message and he's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Maybe you should do it too. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. I played baseball. That's like not for yeah. me. <laughs> and he goes, well, the girls are pretty. Yeah, I was, like, was going well, 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 to say, let me come down to take a look. Like, <laughs> let's, I mean, this would be a great way to, to meet some girls. Yeah, yeah that's, so, that's literally what I was thinking. I was like, that would be a, like a very good in. Yeah. So I went down and went over to talk to him. The guy's like, <laughs> you interested in this? And I was like, I don't think so. And he goes, great way to meet girls. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, you're right. And he goes, why don't you just come try out a practice? I know it's going to be completely new, but come try it out and see what you think. And so I said, all right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to practice. It was one of the most awkward experiences of my life because I had no idea what I'm doing. I wasn't swinging a bat. I wasn't pitching. I wasn't you know, taking batting practice, it was like trying to learn how to toss human beings in the air. Mm. So uh, stuck it out for a couple of weeks and thought maybe I could go with this. So I saw the potential positive impact I can make on a younger generation, Um, a generation that sometimes doesn't have a necessarily a male figure in their life, depending on their family situation. Um, Or maybe they're going through hard times at schools, bullying, or they just need some type of support. And so throughout the past 10, 11 years, I've done my best or I do my best every single day to make some type of positive impact, not just as to become the best athlete they can, but to train them mentally and physically and to push themselves past the the normal limits of I can do this and I can't do this. Like mm-hmm. you can do whatever you put your mind to. You know, you hear it all the time on this side of Twitter Social media is, you know, consistent action is key. And it really is. If you really want something, you can actually go and get it. And that's what I'm trying to teach them. Yeah. So it's been a huge blessing in my life. Uh, I don't ever plan on ever stopping. Um, each year comes with new opportunities, mm-hmm. new athletes. And um, yeah, it's just been a huge blessing. That's really interesting. Funnily enough, you know, I, I, I didn't even know that you were a cheerleading coach. Like, I don't know how I, I follow you on Twitter and have done for a while. but um. I I'd somehow missed all that. Yeah. I think people, (laughs) I I don't, I post about it every once in a while. It's not huge. I think people assume like I'm some life coach and I'm not, but (laughs) uh, I'm 30 years old. I I've got 30 years of life under my belt. It's not like I'm some professional on life. So you'd be, you'd be surprised. You know, I had my first life coaching client last year and, you know, really, really helped to change his life. Despite the fact that, I mean, he, he approached me for it and I was like, Hey, I don't think I'm qualified to, 
the term life coach is a weird one because it doesn't it doesn't sound like anyone in the world is qualified to do that job just because of the title right it's it's such a heady title like a life coach it's like well you know you can coach like aspects of life i'm like hey i i haven't figured everything out myself so i don't know how i can coach somebody on that but um you know despite having some uh, imposter syndrome you know at the very beginning i very quickly realized you know what i'm qualified to do that and i think you may find that you yourself are for a ton of people both people younger than you and and people older than you if you've got like a, a certain mindset and a certain way of seeing the world and understanding things and communicating then um i think it's something that a, a lot more people can do than maybe they realize that's what i found for myself anyway no i agree i've actually had a couple people you know, you get the DMs all the time too. A oh, ton boy. of people do, and you know, you, <laughs> you get them for a lot of different reasons. I'm sure. <laughs> but what are you, you know, trying I've to say? Had, you know, I I get a handful of, "Hey, I'm in this situation. I'm 20 years old. Um, what do you think I should do?" Mm. And you know, I think back to when I was 20 years old and what I was doing and what was going through my head, and the fact that they're able to reach out which is really cool. And for me to give my honest opinion and say, if I was in your situation, this is what I would do. Cause it's probably part based on life experience. And two, if there was something I wish I would have done when I was younger, that's what I, what I tell them. Yeah, well, but, the, the internet is crazy, man. Cause it's amazing how, you know, people can have like all these kind of, I mean, you, you can mentor people without knowing you're mentoring people, which is really weird. Um, like I know it, it being, being a musician and doing what I do, I know that there are people who I inspire and who look up to me in certain ways, but sometimes you kind of see something in real life or receive a message online that makes you realize to what degree that is. Um, and it can be both humbling. It can be flattering. It can also be like a little bit, a little bit scary in a way. Cause I'm like, oh gosh, like I didn't realize, <laughs> you know, like people were looking at me like in, in this sort of way, cause we all know, we all know we're imperfect and everything and we're all working on our own lives, but I do think that's um, for all the negativity on social media and online and stuff. I think one of the amazing things is you can just kind of quietly be a mentee to people. You know, you can just follow people who you find inspiring on in different ways and they can be affecting you in a way that, you know, they don't even realize. No, it's uh, I completely agree. Um, I had a DM last week, actually, someone says, I don't know what I'm living for. Oh, gosh. And that's like one of the that's one of the tough ones. Not that they were considering hurting themselves, but they but it was just this like that's kind of stuff that we don't really talk about enough, I think, on Twitter or mm. this side of social media is like you get the cool stuff like, hey, I appreciate your content, and that's all great and fantastic. And then you get the people who are going through legit, real tough situations, sometimes situations that I have no experience in. Mm-hmm. And so it's you almost feel like you're trying to be a therapist at times. Dude, it, it's weird. It's weird. I had a, a couple of weeks ago, I had a guy in my DMs who was suicidal, man. Yeah. And it was the weirdest thing. Like, because again, because it's the internet and you don't know who's on the other side of the thing. A part of me was like, is this like an elaborate, you know, you don't, you don't even want to think that. But a part of me is like, is this like an elaborate troll or, is, you know, is, is someone trying to, is someone like, you know, just trying something and, you know, trying to see how I'll react. And then I was like, well, I don't know. So let me just respond, you know, assuming this is serious. Like, I don't know. I've never communicated with this person before. I don't know why I, of all people in the world, let alone someone they personally, like, I don't know why I'm the person who you'd come to with this thing. But I'm like, gosh, on Twitter DM. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here on Twitter DM. 
talking someone out, like trying to tell him, no, you know, your life has value. And, you know, you might be in this situation now, but think about this and think about that and consider this. And I'm here. Like, I was like, it was the weirdest thing because I'm like, dude, I have I have no training. <laughs> I have no training in this regard. I have no experience. I'm not a therapist. I don't I'm just trying to at the same time, I'm just trying to keep it 100 and be like, look, man, I, I, I was like, I don't know you, but I know that what you're going through is temporary. No matter what it is, no matter how bad you think it is. This is what you're considering in your brain right now is not the way forward. This is not the way out. This is not the right thing. You're, you've got value. Um, you've got potential and fingers crossed. Like, I hope that uh, that came on board. But um, it's just weird. Yeah, it was just the, it it was the weird, it was weird, weirdest thing. Weirdest thing. It's like through social media, you become so much more aware of so many things that 10 years ago, you'd have no idea. Like mm. the fact that you can that we can do this right now, 10, 15 years ago would have seemed kind of insane. Like we can record a podcast just through a DM. It happened through a DM. <laughs> um, you can communicate, like you can message just about, you can communicate with just about anyone in the world may not be able to respond back, but you have that ability to communicate with someone. Mm. And yeah, you never really know, like you were saying, like, the, the type of impact you're having on people. So it is a little bit scary at times. Like, is yeah. this like, are people understanding what I'm saying? Um, are they getting the message? Um, and yeah, sometimes the messages are fan. You know, I'd say 95% of the messages are fantastic. Sometimes, you know, you get the trolls in there. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But you know, those I just delete and move or I'll read and I'm like, all right, that's enough. And mm -hmm. I'll, I won't even respond. Um, too sometimes much time. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference though now. It is. That's the weirdest thing is like sometimes I'll receive something and I'm like, I don't know if, like, I'm not, I'm not sure how to deal with this because I don't know. Is this like, is this serious? Is this someone just trying to get a reaction? I don't know. Even before um, my profile really grew on social media, you know, just, just as a rapper, as an artist, like I'd had that sometimes, you know, over the years, you know, especially like I remember early on in my career one time, like getting this like long email from someone who was like saying they were a fan of my music and they were like, this long story of like all this stuff going on in their family and with their parents. And they were like, Oh, can you, they, 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 I think they wanted me to like talk to their mom or something. I don't, I was like, what do I do here, man? Like, <laughs> you know, you know, like, I'm, like, I don't know. I think her, like their parents were having some problems and it's like, yeah, you know, like I don't really have a father figure. Like I'd love it if you could talk to my mom about, and I'm just like, I don't even know who I'm talking to here. Like it's, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's strange. It's not stuff I've like really spoken about much in publicly, but yeah, you know, you do get, You'll find, you know, as your as your profile rises and more and more people look up to you, there will be some moments where you're. It's very hard to know how to respond, or or or, or if you should, right? Sometimes you're right. like, do I respond to this? Do I do I pretend I didn't see it, or do I like respond and get like roped into this whole thing, or do I, yeah? It's 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 very complicated. Yeah, it becomes more of a. It's it's like almost like playing devil's advocate a little bit. Like, do I respond? Do I not respond? And if I don't respond, is something going to happen? Mm. And, uh, you know, you always, I'm sure you have too. You occasionally get DMs of, hey, appreciate all your content. You know, I really look up to and I understand what you're saying. I can't, I don't have any money to eat. I get asked for money all the time. Now. Oh, really? Um. Maybe because you, it's probably because you talk about money. 
It, it probably is. I think it's because you talk about it. Like, I don't really, I very, very rarely talk about money directly. So I think as a result, I think the, 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 yeah, the things I get are more like, uh, I don't know. They might be more like political in a sense or like, uh, Oh, you've got someone, a political. I had no idea. <laughs> so, or someone, you know, someone who's got a, maybe like the ones I get a lot are people who, um, are employed at different companies people who, I don't know, work in music or work in entertainment or anything like that. And they've kind of just got like these crazy stories of things like that have happened to them that they just kind of want to share with me. Like, oh gosh, like such and such happened at my work. And, you know, I really respect you being so outspoken about certain things because gosh, like I can't do that. So I feel like you're speaking for me kind of thing. And I'm, again, I'm kind of like, that's a bit of a big responsibility. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to speak for myself, man. I think I'm not, I'm not representing. I'm not, I'm not, no one voted for me. I'm just kind of yeah. saying what I think is true. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy what social media opens up. It could be used for good. It could be used for bad. Mm. People could use it as a, a neutral way to waste time. But, uh, you know, the way I think about it is we literally live in the greatest time in human history as far as, technology, as far as communication abilities, as far as opportunities. Um, and some people are going to use it to do great things. Other mm -hmm. people are going to use it to do the negative things. And I do my best to to eliminate as much negative from my life as, po as possible, because there's plenty of negative in the world if you focus on mainstream media mm -hmm. and the news. Like that's that's another thing. I don't really watch the news anymore. I cut that out of my life about a year ago. Yeah. I, you know, I, I see some headlines here and there. You can't really avoid it altogether. Yeah. But um, I can say that my life personally is happier without all the negativity. Because, you know, when I used to watch the news, it was, especially being near Philly, it was always this person was murdered, this person mm. was murdered, this mm. person got caught for fraud, drug overdose. And it's not that I'm trying to ignore the problems because I understand that they're there, but I feel like yeah. my energy could be more focused. I'm trying to put a positive outlook. Mm. Um, in certain areas and maybe that helps change someone's life through that maybe yeah. not necessarily for the people on the news but someone else who's thinking about doing something bad or hurtful maybe they change their mind yeah i mean what you touched on just brought to my mind like something really interesting so i mean i, I don't watch the news myself i don't i don't even own a television i get all of my news online and it kind of gets fed to me rather than me like looking for it <laughs> Rather right. than me looking for it on any given day, I can kind of see what the top things that are happening are. Um, but one thing, I, here's one thing I've always I've always thought about because what you said basically, you know, it's like as human beings, it's almost like finding the balance between being aware enough to care, but not so aware and so involved in all these thousands and hundreds of incidents which you cannot directly control or manipulate in any way um you know stuff that's happening out there involving other people and being completely disconnected and apathetic right because i think you get some people you get people who go too far to both sides right i can i can right. understand i can understand the position of like okay if it doesn't affect me i don't care and you, that's something you hear people say right? right if it doesn't affect me i don't care and i don't think that that's not I don't think that's a healthy worldview, <laughs> right? Right. No, because, I agree. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. If someone, if someone gets, gets shot, you know, just down the street from me, that doesn't directly affect me technically. Right. If right. like, if some flood happens in Malaysia and kills like 2000 people, that doesn't directly affect me. 
but like as a human being with empathy and compassion, you, I, I would argue from a moral perspective, it should affect you to some degree and you should certainly care to some degree. Right. Right. But at the same time, you don't want to spend every day reading the news and finding out all the bad things that are happening around the country and around the world and every single incident and every single like horrible thing. And you're spending all day in your entire life just, you know, depressed or in this really negative state because all these bad things are happening and you can't control them or whatever. So I've often wondered, you know, it's a conversation I've had a lot of times with my girlfriend of like, what is that right level of caring enough, but not caring so much that you then become paralyzed or incapable of living your own life and doing your own thing and making your own progress. And it's one of those things that I think it's just an interesting existential question. Right. No, I completely agree with you. you you're, you're spot on when, um, you know, the people that say they don't care because it didn't affect them, you know, I do think that's unhealthy because then they will never like really understand other people's pain. Mm. Um, but then again, as you said, you've got to have that awareness of what's going on to an extent, um, maybe help out in a way or, you know, pray for them or whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you allow yourself to be consumed with every negative thing in the world, you're never going to become the person that you're supposed to be personal mm. opinion. Like, I think we all have this potential. I don't actually believe we reach our full potential. I think we could always strive to be better, but we can, but, you know, I think we all have this opportunity to be, to make a great impact on people, whether it's uh, in politics or music or finances or fitness, health, wealth, whatever it may be. Everyone's got a, a niche, whether they realize it or not. Mm. Um, so if they allow themselves to be too consumed with every single negative aspect in the world, then I don't think they really get close to reaching their potential because they end up focusing on just one thing. Now, yeah. if that ends up being something that they're, they're passionate about, that's fantastic. But if it's going to cause them to be unhappy for the rest of their lives, then what was it actually worth it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a very hard one. It's a, it's a weird balance because I've had times where I feel like I'm going too far in one direction or the other, right? I've had times where I'm like, man, I'm becoming a bit like too apathetic and just, you know, caring about, you know, myself and those close around me, but becoming a little bit ignorant or uncaring or cold about all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world and like all the bad stuff. And, you know, you're hearing about certain things and you're like, oh gosh, like I didn't even, I guess some people say, yeah, you know, well, oh, well, I can't do anything about it. And it's like, well, maybe, but, you know, I guess this may be where like the spiritual or religious side comes in. Cause you know, I'd be like, well, I can at least pray for the, the things I can't, I can't go and fix and heal everything, but I believe in, I believe in God. I believe, okay, well, I, I can at least pray and maybe by me putting out, I don't know, the thought or energy or something, it has some kind of impact. Like, I, I don't know. This is when right. you get into a whole level of life that we don't even know about really. Like, I don't know how prayer works. I don't know how everything in the universe works. I don't know how God works, you know? Um, but then I have also gone, had times where like, I find myself obsessing, like either up for up to like a day at a time, sometimes for two days, like I'll find out about something that has happened, which again, doesn't directly impact me, but it, I can't get it out of my brain. 
You know, I'm just, I'm just thinking about this, especially if it was something like one human being did to another that shooting at the mosque in New Zealand. Right. Right. Like that really played on like, you know, something about it. It just, it was on my mind for like days. You know what I mean? I was just like, dude, like what kind of world do we live in where someone can, you know I mean? Like how you're, you're, cause you're almost trying to understand it and you're just like, right. how does somebody, how and why would somebody do that and, you know, live stream it. And then on the other side, like, yeah, you don't want to like hear that story and be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Back to work. That's, pretty sociopathic in itself you know so it, right. it's a weird one it's a very weird one that was yeah. tough something that struck me there was uh maybe it was a couple years ago there was that guy in the u.s i don't remember where he was but he was like he was just randomly shooting people he was live streaming it he would do wow. it randomly um between that and like you know in the u.s we have a ton of school shootings yeah and so it's like it's tough and i want to you look into it and you think, why would a teenager do this? Mm. Um, but then the problem is I can't like really, I have a hard time uh, focusing, at least watching the news on it because then it becomes all political immediately. Yeah, it does. And so I'm like, I don't, I don't want to talk about the politics of gun control necessarily. I want to talk about why this person actually did this. What, yeah. what's going on in the mental, you know? And yeah. so everything's turned, any tragedy, unfortunately, it seems like they try to turn political if it's they, not a natural they do. disaster. And, and, so. and, they, and they do it so quickly that I find it very distasteful. You it know, is. It's like, come on. It's like, come on, man. Like, the bodies are still warm. Like, don't make jokes and don't right. use this for your little personal pet cause. Right? It's right. like, like, at least let the dust settle. Let people grieve. Let people come to grips with what has happened before you start going on your little tirade on Twitter or... You know, if it's a journalist on their newspapers or whatever about like, oh, you know, and it's just like, dude, like have some decency. You know what I mean? Like, right. Let it let it let it cool a little. Let it cool a little. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I have a question, bro. Um, So obviously, like I said, you know, I, I follow you on Twitter. I see you, you know, putting out, you, you know, videos and advice, stuff that's motivational. I mean, what's your what is your goal on social media? You know, if you would have asked me this a little over a year ago, I would have said I I'm on Twitter for funny, humorous stuff and memes. But <laughs> um, I came across the side of Twitter. I think I started following people like Chris Johnson, Hotep Jesus, Ed Lattimore, AJ Cortez. All on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> and um, I started following them uh, early last summer. And, you know, obviously they all have their different areas they talk about. But I saw the impact they were making on people whether it was in fitness, whether it was in mindset, whether it was in health or finances. And I thought they did this all through social media. Uh, you know, an app on your phone that's free. It doesn't, you don't need to go to school for four years to make an impact on people. And I thought this would be cool to in turn, like help other people that maybe follow me. But first the key was like, I needed to change myself. I was at the time I was like 25 pounds heavier. I was recently married. I was loving my wife and everything, but me internally, I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I just woke up every day wondering I'm almost 29 years old at the time. And what have I done with my life? Uh, I was questioning, you know, if I had made any type of impact 
or if I was living up to any sort of potential that I had told myself I would when I was younger. So I started making changes in my life. I lost the weight, got more active, still continued to coach during this time. I changed the way I was eating. I paid off my debt. Paying off debt was a big thing for me because I had this debt hanging over from from our honeymoon that I put on a credit card, (laughs) which I regretted. I knew better than that. I've been raised, you know, I just don't get in debt. Don't get in debt. And I did. And Mm -hmm. so I, I thought if I can change these things in my life, I can then tell other people if they're going through a situation similar to mine, that they can do the same thing. Um, I think as a society, we're so fast paced, we overestimate what we can do in a day or a week, but we underestimate what we can do in a year. Mm -hmm. Um, We can always say, I want to get these 10 things done in a day. And then at the end of the day, you realize you got two of them done and it can be a little disheartening. Um, But if you set some type of goals or plans for over the course of a year, like I've, my life's done a complete 180. Okay. And through me sharing my experiences through, through specifically Twitter, it's just given me an opportunity to connect with great people um, I've met up with a couple people in person, hopefully meet up with a bunch more. Um, but as far as my goal for social media, I'm just, I'm just trying to put up to the best of my ability, a positive outlook that life could be tough now, but if you really want to make some changes, what, whatever changes you're trying to make, wherever you find that you're the least happy or you're struggling the most, like you can make the changes. You just got to want them, but yeah. you got to put in the work. We're all, we're used to this fast pace. Um, We're used to seeing like, we're bombarded with this information on a daily basis, fast, left and right, left and right. And sometimes it gives us a hard time to focus. We lack focus. A lot of us do. I know I lack focus plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's really about just zoning in, helping people like, just give yourself 30 minutes a day to work on something, anything that you're trying to, to improve in your life and do that enough time and you're going to see changes. And so like I'm living proof of that, a ton of other people living proof of that. I'm not necessarily someone special in a sense that, oh my gosh, Coach Joe changed his life. No, I'm just a guy that decided to take action. I got tired of living the way I was or feeling the way I was. And so I wanted to promote that change is possible if you really want to put in the work. The problem is, I think with social media, we see the results. We don't mm-hmm. see people don't see what went into it. Oh, so gosh. I'm trying to, <laughs> to trying to bridge the gap in between. This is where I started. This is what I did. This was the process. Mm-hmm. And this is where I got to now. But I'm not done. Yeah, man. you know, and so that's really my goal is I'm not. I'm not trying to be the most popular. I don't care about being popular. It's cool getting noticed and getting mentioned mm-hmm. by people and stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong. That's cool. But I, I really just want um, to make the the best or the biggest impact that I personally can through social media and help people change their lives and then hope that they in turn do the same for other people. So like a pay it forward type deal. I gotcha. So when you said that, um, so you said you, you've done a, you've done a 180 in the past year and that you've changed your life in the past year. So tell us, I'd like to talk about that in a bit more detail. So tell us where you, where you were, you said you, you were happy with, um, with your wife, you were recently married. Um, but you said you were overweight and you weren't really happy with, 
yourself and your sense of purpose. So when you say that, what specifically do you mean? So at the time I just, I think I moved to Jersey. I was here less than a year. And at the time I just couldn't stand Jersey. I was used to more of a slow paced. People are typically friendlier down South Mm -hmm. than up North. I know at the time my, my spiritual relationship was lacking. Okay. So that was a big issue. Um, and so that's something that I put some focus into because I think that for me, and I'm sure you agree and many others, like that was a big deal. You, you don't want to feel this em- you want to fill this empty void. And sometimes it's not physical things on earth. It's prayer and, and church and like-minded individuals who, yeah. who share that same concept with you. So that was one thing it was mentally, I was feeling like weak and I knew that my health wasn't great. I mean, I thought to my head, like I went to school for exercise science. I've personally trained for <laughs> two, three years. Um, I used to do CrossFit and everything and I'm overweight. I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Uh, I woke up thinking, why, what am I going to do today? And then I had this debt financial debt over my head mm. and it was just was that from things. is that from school like university debt or? no no that was just credit card debt okay or because i wasn't bringing enough money so i was spent okay. or i spent too much money you know it was just weird because all the things that i said that i never would have become mm. it felt like i became okay I get you. and you know just through kind of getting complacent in life from previous years all builds up into this eventually it hits you one day like wow what am i doing and i guess the the moment where i decided to make a change was i can remember waking up one day looking at myself in the mirror and saying you're better than this you are meant to do great things now go do them mm. And so it was from then on that I was like, all right, so I got to I got to start making some changes quick. So it was working on my spiritual life. It, a lot of it was detoxing my social media. I wasn't I stopped watching the news. I didn't follow anyone on social media that wasn't going to be um, a compliment to what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I love sports. I love watching like football and basketball. And, but I stopped following sports pages. Um, so that helped because part of the reason is what you consume is kind of what you become. And so I was kind of consuming some content that could be considered kind of toxic to my well-being. So mm-hmm. that was a big that was a big change. Um then it was the the cutting out the junk food, the eat the eating better, the just eating fresh stuff and just exercising more and feeling better and then when when you start to feel better physically, your mental health immediately changes as well. Seriously, dude. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in there and I'm going to say something that's probably not politically correct. And which is, uh, you know, I mean, if you listen to this podcast already, hopefully it won't bother you, but I think that, um, such a huge percentage of so-called depression and anxiety is not, is kind of nonsense. I mean, I think so much of it is diet and exercise are magic. (laughs) And I don't, and that's, it's so understated and so undervalued, right? Someone will say, oh, you know, I've got, you know, I've got this mental health problem or I'm suffering with depression or whatever. And I always feel like the first thing should be like, okay, well, how's your diet and exercise looking? Because 
90% of those cases, that's coming from someone who does not exercise or exercises very little and or has a completely terrible diet. And then you've got other lifestyle factors on top of that, like, you know, relationships, spiritual health, other stuff that you said before. But just those two things, I'm like, I, I cannot put a number on this, but I would estimate that at least half, I, I honestly think way more than half of these cases could be remedied by exercise and nutrition changes. I genuinely, I, I, I don't know if anyone's ever studied this. But I 100% agree with you. I, I don't want to say I was like clinically depressed, but I was yeah. like upset with mentally when I wake up, like hmm. I just felt like crap. Yeah. I looked like crap. Um, granted, yeah. I don't look like you yet, but I'll be back there. <laughs> That's um, okay. <laughs> you need to get but, a better tan. Um, when I, when I change the diet and exercise, like, yeah. You know, you just feel better when you drink more water. You yep. you cut out the processed food. Now I'm not perfect. Like this past week was my birthday. Yeah, I lived man. it up. I just didn't I do care what I ate. But like, you obviously, don't need I'm, to be, I kind need of to be perfect the... all the time. No, no. Um, but I completely agree with you. I, I'm willing to bet it's probably ninety percent. Uh, I'm 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 away. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm like, I'm honestly with you. I'm honestly with you. There's so many people who do, that. and I'm like, look, I would love to take this person and put them on like a three four month. Okay, you're gonna eat pro. You're gonna eat well. You're going to sleep well and you're going to train like five times a week and we'll right. see how that we'll see how that so-called depression is in a couple months time. And I think that, you know, because it, it's like a knock on effect and and it, and it happens in both ways, right? You get people who, right, their training and diet will fall off. And as a result, other things in their life start to fall off. There's like this domino effect. It's like both positive feedback and a negative feedback loop. And then you get, so it's like just by starting by fixing that one aspect, it's like, okay, just focus on these two, right? Get your nutrition right, get your training right. And then other things will almost like magically start to get better because, you know, you look better, you feel better, you have more energy, you've got the endorphins, you start being a little bit nicer to people, you're a little bit less crank and, and like everything just kind of, everything kind of like rises up together. Right. Um, and I don't know why, I mean, I, I'd like to think there's no pernicious reason, but like, I, I don't know why that is not, stressed more and made like just way more obvious to people okay if you're feeling crap maybe this is just your you know your maybe you you think you are depressed why don't you fix these one two three four five things and then after that if after that you're still you know if you're in great shape you're eating well you're training well your relationships are good you're in good physical spiritual relationship health whatever and you still are feeling these pangs of depression or whatever i'm like okay that's at the point where i'm like okay maybe you there's like some actual physiological reason or something where it's needed. Whereas at the moment it does seem to kind of be like, Oh, Oh, you're depressed. Oh, okay, cool. So we're going to talk loads about your depression and we're going to give you these tablets. And I'm just right. like, no, stop doing this to people like that. <laughs> like just, you know what like, I think? Yeah. You know, I think part of it could be is we're so used to fast pace results yeah. and then money plays a role. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to get into big pharma, but I have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that. yeah it's but, nice. but like we live in such fast pace with, like we said, we get all this information bombarded with us. We see all these results on a day-to-day -day basis. And so you want the fast results. So you think, oh, I'm, I'm depressed. I can go get a prescription, take a pill and I'll feel better. Yeah. Hopefully. And the fitness and health and eating clean takes work. Yeah. And people don't like that they have so much going on in their lives that they forget to 
to put the little important things into their daily routine. Mm. And they think, oh, that's going to take away from everything else I'm trying to do. But then again, I'm feeling depressed and miserable throughout the day. So people just got to find a balance and they got to be willing to to make a sacrifice because really nothing worth attaining doesn't come without some type of sacrifice. Yeah, man. And, you know, I, I just think that the thing with health is that health is so easy to underestimate the value of until you temporarily lose it, right? Even just getting right. a cold, even just getting a cold or a flu takes you out for like three or four days. I mean, let alone somebody who develops some kind of like serious terminal illness. You know, I mean, how much, I don't know, talk to somebody who's like super duper rich, but they're like old and they've got some really debilitating disease. Like how much would they pay to get their health back? Right. right? And that should show you, okay, you know what? Health is more valuable than money and time is more valuable than money because people who are in that position would very gladly trade millions of dollars or pounds to get their time back and to get their health back. So, you know, um, those things. So it's weird to me, like, yeah, you know, we live in this time where people, everybody prioritizes money, right? Pretty much everybody. Everyone's like, you know, money, 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 you know, got to work, got a job, got to get this money. And, you know, that's fine. But when people start completely jeopardizing or sacrificing their health, especially in the mid to long term for that motive, I'm like, you're getting things twisted here, right? Like I, I'm, a, I'm big on like, yeah, hustle, hustle. Like I'm someone who, who's like that. But right. if you are, I don't think it's cool when people, you know, I'll see posts on Twitter or like Instagram or whatever. And someone will be like, yeah, like I haven't slept for three days. I've just been hustling. I'm like, no, right? I'm just like, no, bro. Like that's not sleep, you know, no. sleep. And then like, you can hustle better tomorrow and you'll actually right. be effective. Right. Or someone, someone is studying for an exam and they're like, they're boasting about, yeah, I've done like two all nighters and yeah. But how much, how much of that, what you were learning actually went in your brain, right? If you're, if you're just fried and you're just sitting there, yeah, you can say you were in the library for 12 hours, but I probably could have accomplished as much in two because I'd actually be like fresh and it would actually go in my brain. Right. Um, so yeah, I think as soon as people start sacrificing, massively sacrificing their health for the sake of money and stuff like that, I, again, I just think it's uh, it's it strikes me as backwards logic. It's just like no, like your health, your health. Like you could you can dude you you could lose you could lose all the money you have, and you can make it all back plus more. And you can do that. You can do that multiple times in your life too. Like so many people, you know, you've got, you've got people who've been rich and then broke and then rich and then broke and then rich again. And it's like, you can do that or anything in between it. But like, man, the the clock keeps ticking and um, your health, if you really, really jeopardize your health, then it can be very difficult to, very difficult to get it back in certain, in certain situations, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so like a lot of people don't understand why I'm so like into the gym and training and stuff like that and why I have been for so long. But what I do love is when I kind of get someone into the gym and they start training and and like when they have that own realization moment, like, oh, my gosh, how did I not do this before? This is amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like the people that don't understand running and then they start trying to run because they're doing a 5K or 10K and then get that runner's eye. Yeah, yeah. Not that I ever got a runner's eye. I used to run. <laughs> Um, you know, it feel good when I was done. I never really enjoyed training for the run, mm-hmm. but, uh, it is kind of that, that, that health high, like, wow, I feel good. Like I'm waking up feeling refreshed. Like yeah. I'm, I'm 40 years old, but I feel better than when I'm 20, you know, 
and you know seeing the results from it, it when they come to that realization they realize why haven't i been doing this yeah, the whole man. time but it's cool because then most of the time i like to think that they continue to push for that and they help get their family members i like i'm in my mind kind of with the whole depression i'm willing to bet if everyone exercised and ate properly that i don't know most 60, of it would be 70 percent of most of it would be gone. Uh, diseases would be uh cured in a sense yeah absolutely I mean, well i mean some of the biggest ones of course obesity itself but then yeah. uh you know type 2 diabetes heart disease certain types of cancer heart attacks um heart maybe. attacks uh strokes um mental problems alzheimer's, alzheimer's yeah. um depression anxiety all of these things can be greatly reduced with exercise and again like i don't know why that's not better known when i'm telling someone the benefits of like when i'm like oh yeah i think everybody should lift weights and people are like why would you say that? Like, I don't want to be buff. I don't want to be jacked. I don't need to be as big as you. What a, it's the like, worst response and, I ever. And, <laughs> I can't. I can't stand when someone says, "I don't want to be. I don't want to be buff." And I'm like, "Because it's so you easy. Don't have to be like." Yeah. And it's so <laughs> it, and it's so easy to get buff. Yeah, it took three it workouts overnight, like yeah. everything else. Yeah, man, it took me three workouts to do that deadlift. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then. Only two workouts for the bench press after. Exactly, so. man. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's really weird. Like, so because I think a lot of it is genuine naivety. Like, I'll I'll tell people some of the benefits of exercise and resistance training, and they genuinely didn't know. Like, I'm like, yeah, it reduces the risk of certain types of cancer. It reduces the risk of that. Reduce, you know, increases that. Increases bone density. Reduces the risk of osteoporosis and arthritis. And people are like, whoa, what? Like, and I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. this should this should be common knowledge. Like, I'm not saying right. you need to be a bodybuilder or a power lifter. And also as a man, like, I don't know what the status for women, but um, I remember reading for men, I think after the age of, um, I want to say like after the age of 20, on average, you lose, oh gosh, I think I saw somewhere like 10 pounds of lean body mass per decade, something yeah. like that. Sounds about so, right. Yeah, something like that, like in the absence of resistance training. So and most people obviously replace that with fat. So if you compare their 30-year-old selves to their 20-year-old selves, like the average Joe will have lost 10 pounds of muscle and potentially gained that much fat or more. And then you compare their 40-year-old selves to their 30-year-old selves, they've done it again, and then again, yep. and then again. And then, of course, by the time they're 50 or they're 60, they're telling you about the good old days of how it was when they were 20. And they they and it's so, it's so slow, right? You're talking like a pound a year, um, which doesn't sound like much, but over the course of three or four decades, that's, uh, yeah, you know, by the time you're 60, 70, of course, you know, you're, you're not going to be in exactly the same shape as you were when you were 20 or 30. But um, so much of that aging process can be greatly slowed, and even reversed in some cases. And I wish people just understood this better. Because I think, um, particularly, you know, in the Western world, where I mean, obesity is the problem. It's not like people are starving, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> there aren't that many people. There's who no, yeah, people yeah, aren't no. like, there's no, no lack of food around here. No, there's no lack of food. People are just eating way too much of it, and that's the yep. problem. I went to Europe, um, I think it was 2011. And, you know, you walk around, and you see, at the time, I, I was in Italy and France. You know, you look around, you're like, most of the people who live here are thinner in general. Mm -hmm. One, because they walk everywhere. Two, they're not stressed out about work as much. And then, you know, you go 
you know, I have a huge appetite. Like I can eat a lot if I really want to. So like I can remember going to a restaurant and thinking I'm starving and you get the portion size and for what the price was. And I'm like, this ain't a lot of food. Yeah, you felt ripped off. And then I realized I was like, no, it's just because I eat way too much. <laughs> like, dude, in, America, in America, in America, in America, even compared to the UK, the portions are ridiculous, dude. It is. Yeah. In, in America, like I, I, you get like 50 percent more food. Yeah. I, if I, my if wife I were... was just in the UK for oh okay she went uh like uh her brother's a flight attendant so they um came over did a day trip I don't know eight ten months ago and she said yeah the food was great but the portion sizes are way smaller and I'm like yeah as it should be <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's so weird like people get used to, like people from the UK go to the states and they're just like whoa what the heck is this like <laughs> yeah there's there's only one of me like what do you mean like what's all this food um and then like i've got uh i've got some cousins in the states and stuff like that and lots of friends in the states and then they come to the uk and then yeah firstly the food is a little bit more expensive but then for that same price you're then also getting 40 percent less food so yep. they're kind of like wait like what do you mean like this place is a ripoff man like and it's uh yeah it's, it's just it's a funny thing it's just i think people just get used to people get used to stuff and then when they right. see they see it in a different way they're kind of like oh wow what's this I wanted to find out more about what you've got, what you've got coming up, man. What's the, uh, have you got any big goals in the next sort of six to 12 months? Well, you know, I talk a little bit, well, I talk a decent amount about muscle or money and like side hustle stuff. And so like uh, I created the course on like arbitrage and flipping because I just, you know, I've seen other people do it and, but I haven't seen like a product out there. So that's why I created one, like a course to show people like just how easy it is to to make a couple extra hundred dollars, maybe it's $500 or a thousand a month doing mm -hmm. that. So, um, I'm, I'm planning on adding to that down the road. Um, uh, as far as goals with social media, I'm really hoping to set up some sort of meetup. Um, I know that like, there's already some of those that happen through Twitter. Like I think was it 21 con and then like the, mm -hmm. the men of excellence that Bill Masser put on. Oh uh, yeah. Men, and, men of uh, character. Or men of character, that's what yeah. it was. And uh, I think it's all great. I know, uh, I'm not sure if you follow Paul Dominic, um, but me and Paul live fairly close to each other, about an hour away. And so we're hopefully going to try to set something up um, in the coming months um, just to meet up with people, like just to talk, just to hang out, get to know them. It's, it's cool meeting people. Mm. And uh, really just continuing to coach and showing my... Um, what what I learned from coaching on a daily basis and portraying it to real life because anything that I use to coach can always be used in my personal life. Um, all the lessons, all the the mistakes I've made, I try to let people know like, hey, this is where I messed up. This is how you can avoid it or this is what I learned from it. So mm. um, really, I'm just I'm just trying to spread the message. Um, I started the whole car chat squad thing months ago, um, kind of taking a brief break from that um but a group of us are about to uh start it back up here pretty strong uh you know it's just a way to shoot out a two minute and 20 second video of could be random thoughts could be something we learned from the day before and you know got a lot of great feedback from that so gonna do a youtube channel with all those and add to that and honestly man just enjoy each day i'm given awesome man that sounds dope bro well i'm, I'm planning to come out to the states later on this year so maybe we can connect That'd be great. Sick, man. Awesome.
So great to have you on the podcast, Joe. Um, let people know as well where they can find you online. What's your uh, what are your online social media handles? Um, honestly, I'm just m- mostly on Twitter. Um, that's my main thing. It's the easiest to keep up with. That's just Coach Joe Hart. So, Joe Hart, thank you for joining Real Talk with Zuby, and I will talk to you soon, brother. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Through meaningful dialogue and guidance, benign images help storytellers of all types tell the stories they have a need to tell. Whether it's through simple editor services, consulting on story structure, or helping creatives to set up an effective work habit, Benign Images works with creators to help them become better storytellers. You can go check them out and start your project with them today by visiting their website, benignimages.com. That is B-E-N-I-G-N images.com. Go check them out. Become a better storyteller, whatever project you're working on. That's benignimages.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.